Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it all down. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode and thanks for tuning in. I'm Saba and I'm Brandon and we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's conversation, we're speaking with Lucas from Spring Fed Farms Craft Cannabis, Red River Grown Cannabis in Southern Oklahoma. We're stoked to get to know Lucas and hear more about his brand, the flower, what they offer and what he's all about. So please welcome Lucas to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Lucas. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for taking time out of your day to be here with us. Um, I know it wasn't a short drive, so we appreciate you. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Where'd you come from? Well, so uh, I came from the from the Grow this morning, uh, which is in Thackerville, Oklahoma. Which is? is which is in Love County, which is <laughs> straight down 35, about two hours south of Oklahoma City. Okay. Yeah, and so that's, uh, that's where everything's happening at right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can make the I-35 drive with my eyes closed at this point at this point I'm sure you can well we appreciate you driving down to come see us for sure um before we dive in about the brand and will you share with us like the first memory you have with consuming cannabis and what that was like for you yeah for sure so um kind of as a probably maybe a contrary thought um I I have to say this just for my own morality at this point but like I don't advise young people to use uh cannabis um but that doesn't mean that I didn't when I was young um, and obviously, you know, if you are going to, you're going to, um, I was, I waited until after high school was pretty much over. It was like the last week of high school. And I'd, ar- I'd always had like a font, like, uh, had been, had a fond thought about it. Like I wasn't against it by any means, yeah. but, um, I played sports and we got drug tested. So I wasn't going to, you know, risk it for, for trying it right. now. You know, I would drink, which is worse than right. consuming cannabis. You yeah, know? of course. And, uh, and that's kind of the transition. But, um, anyways, yeah. End of high school, I tried it. One of my buddies, uh, we were going down a back road. He had a, you know, in a can, you know, yeah. on the can, <laughs> and it was, you know, some cr- probably junk. And uh, but it was, you know, it was a good time. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, did something. Yeah, I did something, and I was like, okay, yeah, this. I can see why there's so much intrigue about this. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Did you consume consistently after that, or did you have a little bit of like like a hiatus. Yeah, I had a little bit of a hiatus, I would say, um, until I got to college and it was like more readily like accessible. Right. And uh and that's when I really like phased out alcohol and was like, okay, I don't really ever want to drink again. Yeah. Um really? and yeah, and in school? Yeah. That's when school. you decided that. Yeah. That's like really huge cuz you're like going into college yeah. and normally that's like what you pick up. Yeah, I know. I I by the time I was 21, I think I was, I just did not want to, I, did, I just didn't want to drink anymore. It <laughs> yeah. was like, it was just, you know, that it felt like poisoning your body. I mean, yeah. you are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, I, I, uh, I've always, like I said, appreciated cannabis and, and thought it was a, a good alternative, obviously to that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, you know, benefits to, to different people in different ways. Yeah. So cool. how would you say cannabis has personally benefited your life? 
Um, well, I guess, uh, obviously, you know, providing a business for me has been, yeah. uh, has been a b- beneficial thing. It's taught me a ton. Um, you know, maybe looking from the outside, looking in, it looks like it's, you know, super beneficial business, blah, blah, blah. But there's been so much, uh, personal challenges that have came with like having a cannabis brand in Oklahoma in 2020 through now or whatever, right. 2019 through now, you know, cannabis has benefited me in a lot of ways as far as, teaching me about myself and like how dedicated can you really be? How much can you really put into, um, to bringing something from nothing? You know what I mean? That's what I really appreciate about, about cannabis and about the plant is, you know, you are steering this thing along to a desired goal. Um, and it's all about how much you want to care about it and how much you put into it. And that's how, what you're going to get out of it. Right. Yeah. That's a good perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great perspective. But from like a consumption standpoint, you know, uh, creativity, uh, um, just being able to enjoy it for what it is. Like I like, I like wine. I like cannabis, you know, I like craft beer sometimes, but still only not very much at this point in time. But, Mm -hmm. uh, just like getting into the different nuances of it is what I really have enjoyed. Yeah. So what's your preferred way to consume cannabis? So I like to smoke like uh, joints or blunts or whatever. Yeah. I don't really like pipes or bongs for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I just always liked the the smoking. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I, like I get that. that. I feel like everyone yeah. starts in a different place. Like I feel like I loved like bongs for like a long time. Yeah. And then like I, you know, mm-hmm. I like steer away from it. But it's like nice to have like a bong rip to the <laughs> yeah. head sometimes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it, it serves its purpose for it sure. Does. Yeah. It does. It does serve its purpose. But it's like, uh, it's like the whole experience of like smoking with with people mm-hmm. or with a, you know a buddy or by yourself whatever yeah. Yeah. it's just kind of it's just like a it's the camaraderie of it I don't mm-hmm. know I like that's what I also I, like the ritual of like because I'm I'm the roller yeah. of our friend group yep. and it's the I think it's the ritual it's like having my like little kit with me is like having my purse with me yep. it's like I have to I take yeah. it everywhere with me and yep. so it's like that's kind of my safe like Oh, if I if I don't know what to do with myself, like I'll just roll a blunt. Yeah. Well, it's cool because you know? like cannabis brings people together, yeah. and like Indeed. as you sit there with a group of friends and you take out your little kit, you're like touching it, and you mm-hmm. like with this intention, but like you know everyone's gonna get to hit it. Yeah. Like yeah. you're like yeah. all smoking it yeah. together. Like you're, it's like, waiting for it. Yeah, and, and like yeah. I bet it's even crazier when it's your own weed you grew, yeah. and like there has to be like an even more like profound like proudness connection to, connection yep. to it when you're doing that. And allowing everyone to indulge for so. sure which is Absolutely. what we're doing right now yes what are we smoking again so Gal- this galactic? is yeah this is the renowned galactic warheads <laughs> okay it, yeah it's uh it's been one of those strains that have you know carried us to the next evolution of our business there's been little you know there's been things there's been dispensaries and there's been strains and there's been time frames that have uh taken us to the next level so yeah. to speak you know um and this is one of those strains that has kind of taken us to that next place. That's really cool that you can like notice that, like yeah. recognize, like it's it's like a one strain, like yeah, it tastes yummy. This one did mm-hmm. so much goodness that it like, you know, people are running with that one for sure. And this is a we're this is probably the fourth or fifth time we've brought you know we've harvested it, and each time it's gotten better. Oh really? You know, um, the first time was probably the best. I don't know if it was luck or whatever, but. Um, this I'm really proud of this one. We've refined our tactics a little bit at the okay. grow, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is actually the first time I'm trying this batch. What? Of it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Because it, cool. it just got done trim being trimmed up. So uh, on uh, the yeah. cannabis hangout, yeah. baby, hey. we hanging out hey. and smoking galactic. What'd you say? <laughs> War, warheads. Warheads. Okay. 
<laughs> that's awesome. So what what strain are you currently on right now? Well, that's that's always a favorite of mine. Actually, my personal choice at the moment is a strain that's called Squeeze It. Okay. It's kind of a grape lemon soda type of mm-hmm. terp, in my opinion. Starts with a Z. Starts with a Z. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just super nice. It's like, um, it's not too heavy. If you have like a headache, it's like the go-to. If you're if you're trying to do some work, it's a good one. Cannabis in general <laughs> hypes me up. It, it like almost is like an energy drink to me. Yeah. It has always uh-huh. been that way. And I've been like around people and they're like, how is that possible? It puts me to sleep. I can't, you know, I can't yeah. function, but I don't know. It just always has been like kind of a spark to yeah. me. Yeah. I, I could agree with that. Like I love waking up in the morning and like rolling myself a blunt yep. and like hitting it. And then that's like, I feel like that's my cup of like yeah. coffee. That's yeah. my caffeine. It gets me energized and ready to go so tell me this did you grow up here in Oklahoma like, yes ma'am are you born and bred Oklahoma yes ma'am I am yeah so uh grew up near Tulsa Oklahoma in a town okay. called Cleveland okay uh and so whenever um whenever I got I met my wife and we got married we moved to Love County Oklahoma which mm-hmm. is um, on the southern border of Oklahoma and Texas so it's okay. literally on the border of Oklahoma and Texas right on the 35 okay. corridor and so um I've always been in Oklahoma, and I've I, I've worked in other states, and I've I've traveled to other places, mm-hmm. but uh, Oklahoma is my spot for yeah. sure. Yeah, hell yeah. So, is your you said you're married? Yes, is your ma'am. family and wife supportive of what you do? It, yeah. Are your parents open to cannabis? Like, what was that conversation like for you? Yeah. So if it if uh, if it wasn't for my family, more specifically uh, my my brother-in-laws, there would be no Spring Fed Farms. It's a okay. family business. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of dynamics that come along with a family business. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, cannabis is exceptionally a tough, <laughs> tough business. Um, so that's been a learning, a learning curve and, you know, trying to uh, appreciate what we have at the same time, you know? No, for sure. Whenever you – because you guys have been around since 2019 is what you said – how, like, did you have to wrangle everyone in, pumped up to, like, yeah. do something like this? Or did anyone know anything? Did anyone have any experience? Like, did you have experience? Or were you guys just like, let's go, let's yeah. figure it out? Well, so, that Galactic is good, by the way. The yeah. Galactic Warheads did not disappoint me. It was so nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so it came about, like I said, in 2019, and my in-laws uh, are, are, you know, very entrepreneurial and uh, inspiring and, and really um, supportive, like, in general. I was uh, extremely blessed in that aspect. That's fair. It's a huge blessing yeah. to have, like, yeah. you like your in-laws. Oh, yeah. it's, yeah. <laughs> Shout I, out to your in-laws. I won the in-law lottery, definitely. <laughs> hey. Um, but having said that, uh, they were in some kind of uh, businesses that were a part of or touched the cannabis industry, right? Um, and had some ownership and stuff like that. So the brother-in-laws had a little bit of, uh, had been exposed to it a little bit. And I always had this like romantic idea of owning a grow in Colorado. Yeah. I feel that. Me and my buddy in college, we would always be like, let's just leave and go to Colorado. Yeah. It's like mountain dreams, mountain weed dreams. Yes, exactly. And it literally was no more than that. Just like a romantic thought. (laughs) And then, uh, in 2019, I was doing some, uh, I was doing some, another job. I was on, uh, doing some like oil and gas work and layoffs happened, came back. Uh, we had just got married kind of like a transition period in our time and, mm-hmm. uh, or in our life rather. And, uh, me and my brother-in-laws got together and like, 
you guys aren't really doing anything. I'm not really doing anything. Let's give this a shot. Let's like, let's, let's build a grow. Mm-hmm. And so we did, we built the grow like Hell from, yeah. like we were a part of every aspect of it That's cool. from the concrete, like working yeah. alongside the, the contractors, like pouring the mud, like the yeah. mud is what they call it. Right. Uh, and then building the facility. We were helping every contractor that we had just to save money and get it going. And like we, it was a labor, an intensive labor of love for about a year straight of just getting the facility yeah. ready to go. Okay, so how did you figure out like who was gonna do what? Because like I'm sure these guys came with different, yeah, professional backgrounds yeah. as well as yourself. Yep. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Jade Pebworth over at the Me Law Group in Oklahoma focuses to provide you with a comprehensive approach and intelligent advice and representation focused on resolving problems rather than inflating them. She kills it with civil litigation, cannabis law, business planning, corporate law slash litigation, and family law. She enjoys working with companies from the ground up. Whether you need her to review and draft contracts for your company, assist in licensing applications, and more, the Me Law Group has your back. Now, let's get back to today's episode. Um, so it was just kind of like one of those, let's just kind of all get in where we fit in type of deal. Yes. You know what I mean? And, yes. uh, you know, uh, the older brother-in-law, he he's very analytical, um, very uh, detail-oriented, perfectionist type. You need yeah. that. Need that for yeah, sure. Super important. And then the other brother-in-law is a little bit younger, and he's just you know ambitious and to like tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. And then I kind of had this. Uh, I guess I just um, I knew that without sales we were nothing, yeah. and so I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take on the sales role. And so I took on the sales role and just started like hammering the pavement. As soon as we had our first harvest, I was, I, any, any store I could find that had an available purchasing manager, yeah. I would go. As you should. Yeah. yeah. Why and not? so that's kind of how the roles were early on. Okay. Yeah. Organically. Yeah. Kind Organically. of in there. Yeah. Okay. So you said you come from a construction background. Is that what you, um, what was your background before you got into cannabis? Well, I've done a little bit of everything, I guess. Okay. Um, I originally, my, my very first job, side job, whatever you want to call it, was a sound man for TV production. Okay. My dad's a cameraman and has been for 26, seven years, something wow. like that. So I was really lucky to be able to be exposed to that industry yeah. and learn some really valuable skills in like how to record sound. Yeah. And so I did that for a little while, and then I went to college, and uh, I actually went to Oklahoma State and had an animal science degree and a minor in agricultural economics. Okay, okay. that's random. Animal science, like what? The okay, fuck did you, you grow up in Cleveland in the country? So did you grow up in the country? Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say that. Okay. Um, we kind of grew up outside of town. Okay. And so we had horses and that's like, okay. one of my, that's one of my true passions in life is like oh, horses. Cool. And st- so, okay. um, animal science was just like kind of a, I went to all three o- uh, schools and I went to OU or I went to uh, UCO, OU and OSU. <laughs> really? Okay. So I, I, I ended at OSU with an animal <laughs> science degree okay. and a minor in agricultural economics. Okay. And then, uh, I, I got a job at a, to make a long story short, I got a job at a co-op like managing a co like an agricultural cooperative where like you take oh, in cool. grains yeah, and seeds yeah. and like really sell cool. feed. We had a feed mill, um, and that didn't last very long. I kind of saw the writing on the walls like low upside, extremely like uh, demanding. So okay, yeah. Then I got an opportunity to go to West Virginia, 
um, to do oil and gas safety work. Okay. And I jumped on that mm-hmm. and spent a few years in West Virginia and loved it. Yeah, it was, I bet that was pretty out oh, there. It was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved every minute of it. Uh, and then came back to Oklahoma and mm-hmm. was like, oh, there's there's a booming new industry. Let's mm-hmm. let's throw our hat in the ring and see what happens. Yeah. Okay, so like farming agriculture is kind of like in your blood. Like that's kind of what you were, how you were raised. Yeah, so. That's where your green thumb, you would say, would come from. Um, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> my my grandma actually, uh, my dad's mom was actually like a, uh, like owned a flower shop back in the day. Oh, so, that's my dream. It is like on my bucket list to own a flower shop. Yeah, flowers and flower. There like, you go. You know, like cannabis, flowers and yep. flower. And they were from Oklahoma. Nobody they, stole my idea. I just said <laughs> yeah. it live here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were from Oklahoma City too. Yeah, but yeah, that's awesome. So, where did the name Spring Fed Farms come from? Okay. What nice. Like, why say spring-fed? Because it's very specific, yeah. and I always love to know people's branding and their creativity behind, you know, their logos and just you guys focused on your branding, and I know that because even just how your bags are, like, everything is very cohesive, which makes for a really rounded, well-rounded brand. So, like, what was Thank the you. vision behind all of what you did? Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, there's, like, the grow itself, there's been many, like, iterations of kind of the branding, and that was something that I really took ownership in early on mm-hmm. because I was kind of saw the writing on the wall early, like, how uh, saturated the market was. Even before we, like, had our first harvest in 2019, I mean, it was – was it was obviously saturated at that point, but nothing like it was in 2021, 2022, yeah. right? So um, we kind of just threw some stuff at the wall to see what would stick, so to speak, and eventually came up with this uh, logo that is a picture of a real place in Love County that in the area we're from is kind of referred to as the Bluffs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's this like really cool artistic representation of that area in Love County. Okay, cool. And so what we did is my brother-in-law had a drone at the time and we flew a drone over to the spot on the river Mm -hmm. and then sent that video to the designer. And that was his inspiration behind the logo. That's really cool inspiration that you decided to do that. I like that because it looks really good. I'll tell you the coolest thing ever is like, uh, uh, actually my farrier who does like the horseshoeing for my horses, Uh right? He was like, I showed him the sticker because the stickers are very kind of ambiguous. They like just have that logo and then say like Red River Grown on it. And so uh, (laughs) we kind of did that on purpose just to kind of like be like kind of have that real red dirt authentic feel type of deal. Just, you know, and make make you kind of inquire a little bit more like what is Spring Fed Farm? Well, and it doesn't like we had a conversation. Sorry to cut you off, but we actually um, had a branding conversation the other day about how cannabis brands tend to always loop in the – Leaf. And yep. you went the complete opposite yep. where there is leaves in here, but it's like it's trees. Yeah. And it's it's very like I could put this somewhere and nobody would know what it was. Yep. If anything, they'd be like, Well, what is that? That's yep. cool. that looks is that like a place to stay? Like right. can you resort there? Yeah. Like, what's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um so yeah, we really wanted to like represent the southern Oklahoma like feel, vibe, whatever you want to call it. And it was uh, it was like, well, let's incorporate the Red River, like, because we're on the Red River. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, there's this place that's, like, 
close to our property. And that's the other thing. We could fly a drone to it. It's like not that far away from where we grow at. Okay. And so we're like, that's the perfect, like yeah. iconic representation. And what I was saying with the guy who works on my horses, yeah. he saw the low, I showed him the sticker and he was like, that's, isn't that the bluffs? He's like, that looks like the bluffs. Oh, that's he tight. knew. Yeah. He knew. Uh, that's yeah, so that cool. was the first time yeah. ever. And it was like that he, like somebody recognized what we were trying to show. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. cool. Then that kind of makes it just meant to be. Yep. You're just yeah. like, yes, yep. the connect, you connected the dots. Little validation for sure. Yes, really? Little absolutely. validation. Yep. Huge validation. Yep. <laughs> so with that being said, what do you guys take pride in when it comes to like growing your flower at Spring Fred mm. Farms? It's a mouthful. Spring, spring fed far. <laughs> yeah, I know. I kind of like to refer to it just as like, I wish we could just be like, or hopefully we'll just be referred to as spring fed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, what do you like about spring fed? Oh, right. I like that it's always, you know, yes. flavorful or fresh or whatever. But to answer your question about what we take pride in, oh, man. Like, we, I have, I'm kind of like, I don't know if it's uh, corny or uh, cliche or whatever, but I like, uh, like mantras. Yeah, I, I like too. Them. They're so that's so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like one of them is like, um, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. doing the little things right that no one ever is gonna know about that yeah. you like could easily skip a corner on and it probably mm-hmm. wouldn't affect anything. But you know, after the tenth or eleventh time you cut the corner on it, it's gonna show itself down right. the line. Yeah. So to answer your question, like, there's a lot of things we take pride in. Me specifically, just. Uh, like, I really like to try to take care of people who are uh, supporting our business. Mm-hmm. Like, so I take pride in how I interact with, with dispensary owners or um, or especially people who try our product like yeah. or actually consume our product. Like, I try to always consider those that people whenever I'm doing anything at the grow or when I'm out in the doing on the sales road. Yeah. That's so important. just like little thing, all the little things that w- that make it work are what I take pride in, I guess. I, it's kind yeah, of, yeah. I don't know if that's a cop out answer. But. No, it's not. That's a great answer. I feel like it's, there's big picture and then there's details yeah. and you're right. How you do anything is how you do everything. And eventually those little corner cuts do add up yeah. and it, if you just do it right the first time. Yeah. That's another know, one thing I like to say. Do it right the first time. time yeah. And you don't yep. have to worry about it. So it's, it's also having discipline within yourself. Yep. And that's something that's quite hard and not everyone can like do very easily, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like even, you know, just you saying like that you, you say mantras and that's something you do. That's again, a discipline thing and not, not something everyone does. So that's very admirable. It's cool. I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. So what's your favorite part about being involved with the grow? Like what's your favorite part of the process where you feel like you shine? If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. Hmm. Or like when you're doing this one thing, it's just like, you're like, damn, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, I like... I like the, uh, like the, um, genetic, uh, like putting together a menu, um, not the cultivation of it, but like going it out and searching out different genetics and how they're going to enter, like how they're going to perform and like seeing like the final form of how something is really supposed to be represented. Yeah. I really like that. Mm -hmm. Um, like for example, the, um, the Galactic Warheads is a gelato cross, and 
they don't really say what the cro- other side of the cross is, but I think it's probably a runt and like the two, the way they interact and then grow and like how they perform. I like to see all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you like to see the progress yeah. and like the come up of, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's neat. That's really cool. So how do you pick strains that you want to grow in the garden? And is this like also a team of the three of you? Like are the other two, do they work at the grow? Yeah. And then, okay. Okay. So your first question is how Sorry, you, I got off track. No. So, um, yeah, how do you pick strains that you want to grow in your garden? And is there, like, a certain characteristic that you, like, lean towards whenever you are strain hunting? Okay. So the galactic's pretty good, though, you think? Yeah, no, I like it. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Can the lighter burn? Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer that question, I have to kind of go back in time a little sure. bit. And yeah. I hope that we're not on a time crunch. No, we're not. All right, because I could go on. I can talk a lot about <laughs> the our business. The mic is yours. Okay. Talk away. Um, we, in the very beginning, we bought a bunch of seeds, right? Like, because I like looking at these different genetics and seeing mm-hmm. the pictures of how they are. So I'm just like, every time we have a spare any spare money, like I buy seeds and my brother-in-law is like, dude, where's all the money going? Like, <laughs> I'm like, guys, we got to keep searching for genetics. Yeah. It's genetics and are going to be what's going to make us or break us. And I would just buy anything that I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. And we had some really, like, we had two hits right off the bat that set us up for success. Mm-hmm. But they came through pheno hunting which we had no idea what we were doing we didn't even understand the term pheno hunting yeah and so what we did is we popped like three packages of seeds for each strain put them straight into production okay Mm -hmm. so if you guys are familiar with pheno hunting which i'm sure you kind of are at this point but i'll just kind of give a brief summary each each phenotype of a seed or of a pack of seeds each seed could present itself as a different phenotype mm-hmm. it's kind of like brothers and sisters you right. know like come from the same genetic background but could look completely different yeah right so we throw all these in there and we're like why is there so many different looking gas truffles we're like that doesn't make it you know so what's going on and then we're like oh gosh this is a pheno like we're pheno hunting and you're not supposed to really pheno hunt in a production room because there could be some that don't perform <laughs> yeah. or some that are herms yeah. or some that yeah. you know could mess yeah. your whole crop up and so we're like cutting out plants that are male or both male and female. We're like cutting those out in the middle of a produ- of a run. So we're like we're like cutting our legs out from underneath us because we're like losing uh, production capability at the yeah. same time. But we're like we got to get them out. And then we were left with like a half a half a dozen that were really like were pretty good. That like they look good and they didn't smell bad. They you know some of them smelled better than others, but all per- got to the finish line. I'll yeah. say that. And so then we were like. Then we were tasked with picking a winner, and mm-hmm. like I'm not, I'm not a like I'm not a veteran of the cannabis game by any means. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't come from California or <laughs> yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So for Colorado, like I don't really know how to pick a winning pheno. Yeah. Like and look and like saying it out loud for the first time is like it's crazy that we got what we got because we just picked a couple. We picked like three that performed well mm-hmm. and that tested well, okay. and that looked good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up with one that washed well, which was like a whole other side that we didn't right. even think about yeah <laughs> um and so we had gas truffle number two which which was ended up being our winner mm-hmm. that we kept around and it just became called gas truffle and then we had island freeze number uh it was like number four that was the winner that we just become island freeze and those two strains that we pheno hunted in production like got a really good following and we mm-hmm. like kind of did a little bit of branding around them and like kind of put a cool sticker on them and like people really liked them that's yeah. cool yeah. that's cool it was crazy like that it worked that is, I know, like yeah. the method to your madness. Is like it wasn't working, really a you know? method yeah. at the time. I know, but I guess yeah. the, you know, not method, but just jumping yeah. into yeah. 
the yeah. unknown, but yes. like coming out with like something that is doing well yes. is yeah. like giving you all of the like fuel to be like, keep going. Keep going. Right. Keep exactly. Going, yeah. It was like, I, I tell people sometimes like, we're just building the parachute on the way out on the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're just rolling with it. Yeah. <laughs> it that's yeah. really what it feels like a lot of the time. And then, so to like get further on about your question about menu curation, that was what I was thinking okay. about curating the menu. That's what I like to do too. Um, I'm like, tr- I just am really like, uh, obsessive, obsessive. And when like, especially with the business that we're in, mm-hmm. um, like completely obsessed with it. And so I just try to follow all these trends across the country, like of different like flavors or what's coming up or what's out of phase or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just listening a lot of the times to people that I have a lot of respect for in the business, because yeah. there's a lot in Oklahoma there that is. I have a ton yeah. of respect for. Uh, I already know. Yes. It's overwhelming too. Yes. Cause you're just like listening to all these good people. Yes. Yeah. And like, um, I listen to them, you know, a lot and try to put our own spin on it. What like, okay, do we want to see some candy on the menu? Do we want to see some OG on the mm-hmm. menu? Some funk? Like, a mixture of it is obviously a good idea. But also taking into account production and, like, being a commercial grow, it's got to yield well, it's got to perform well. Do we like the bud structure of it? Are we going to make the people happy with the way it looks in the bag? Like, there's yeah. so many different variables that go into picking a good menu, and I feel like it, I have gotten a lot better at that recently mm-hmm. Um and that's kind of what has given us a little bit of uh, success, I would say. Okay. Yeah. That was cool. A great yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. So, what strain do you enjoy growing the most and why? Nice. Okay. <laughs> Red River Runts. Okay. Because also, there's a whole other side of this is like the veg, the mother and the veg side, right? So, like, we all think about flour. Passing oh, a yeah, nice. little roach over here. <laughs> I call it little. I you little. don't have to pass that to me, Lucas, because that's too short for me to be hitting. Right now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's more of like a Saba thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you got those nails for it. <laughs> sure you do. got those witch nails. <laughs> <laughs> Why keep them long, baby? That's funny. Um, okay, so my favorite strain to grow. Because, like I was saying, there's a whole other side of, like, the mother potential side. Mm-hmm. Like, how does it perform from a uh, cutting aspect or vegging? Or um, is it, like, does it root really well? Like, all those other, all those things have to factor in. Because whenever we think about flour, a lot of the times, I'm sure, from a probably consumer standpoint specifically, you think of a room at finish, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're looking at the picture of all the buds frosty. Right. That's like, when you want to go into the room yeah, to get photos yeah, or just see it, yeah, period. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, like, as close as it looks to what you actually get in the bag. Um, but to answer your question, it's Red River Runts because it is a beast. It just, like, it performs. It's hard to kill. It's resistant. It's, mm-hmm. like, uh, tough. It makes really good clones. Mm-hmm. And to see it, like go from its cut its clone to its like final uh flowering week like the leaves get like dark red almost like they do they get dark red and like it just throws on so much frost Mm. and gets chunky and like it's just a great strain and that's like a staple for you guys right correct Mm. yes ma'am so i uh i got that genetic from fresh harvest okay a fresh harvest right A uh, little backstory about how it all came about. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know about the sesh, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, like, as we were building out, 
our grow and like starting to do go through the phenos and stuff, like we started uh, to realize that there's this thing called the sesh happening. And I'm like looking at all these brands that are a part of it. And I'm like, that's what I want to be like, like the Charlies and the Fresh and all those guys, right? I'm like, they're all at the sesh. We don't have really crap right now, but mm-hmm. let's go to the sesh and yeah. see what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> and so we got there and like I had seen Jay in pictures before, so I knew that's who it was. And I just went up and introduced myself. And uh, like he kind of came over and like started telling us about like the lights we had. He's like, you should probably change those. I mean, they're good for some things, but like you should probably like, and just starting giving us all this game. Yeah. Like just yeah. for free. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, okay, 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 okay. Yes, right. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of it, they're like talking about a pheno hunter doing, and it's, uh, it's the red runs, pheno, pheno hunt rather. And, uh, he was like, yeah, hey guys. He's like, I might have a pheno of this red runs that I might, you know, let go of. He's like, Number nine, no one's getting. He's like, it's such a banger. He's like, it's no, number nine staying in house. He's like, can't have it. But he's like, there might be one or two that I'll let go of. And I, and I had heard him talking about number two all the night. Like, that was his second favorite. Okay. And so I was like, okay, I want number two. Whatever it is, yeah. I want number two. If <laughs> yeah. I can have it, but that's I what I want. <laughs> yeah. And so I told him that. And then some time went by, and we made the, made the deal. And he hooked us up with the Red River Runts. It's the Fino very that cool we have yeah. of that fa- of that pack um so trying to pay homage to the original strain but also put our twist on it yeah, yeah. and that's what how we ended up with it hell yeah so have you smoked the two strains side by side um no I, the two different phenos yeah no i have not actually. no you yeah. should yeah. see what the nine's Definitely. like from him Definitely. and then see yours that would and be just sick, like actually. that would be fun yeah, yeah. it would be fun because he grows with different lights too yeah, okay. so, which okay. also is going to make a different representation. Yeah. Right. So, what's your favorite smoke then? Like, if you could smoke one every single day, what would it be? Yeah, every single day. Um, I know that's hard to pick. Like one well, of your, it's like fa- picking a favorite child. True. I don't know if you have children, but, but like, like yeah. for the rest of your life, if you were just like, if you could pick one of your strains and you always had the bud, you always had full jars of it, and you knew the what to expect, cu- the best bud of it every single time. You knew what to expect. You knew the end result. Dang. That's a that's a, a daily g- staple. What would can be you know no. like a vitamin? No. I would say honestly, it might have to be the Island Freeze, which is okay. like not even okay. in production at the moment. Really? Okay. Yeah, because it's a weird grower and it only has a small like kind of niche following, mm-hmm. and people don't really love it. Mass like massively, yeah. they don't love it. So we don't get to grow that much of it, which yeah. is kind of disappointing. When you're thinking about like how you have to curate a menu, but yeah, that's, yeah. but you love it yeah, yeah, personally. Yeah. yeah, so anytime that one comes around because it's a uh, golden pineapple uh, crossed with um, oh gosh, the menthol. Okay, the menthol, right? Okay, yeah. So it's like minty pineapple terps. It's really Ooh, interesting. interesting, and it's kind of yeah. sativa dominant. So it's kind of okay. like even it automatically cannabis lifts me up, but it really takes me up there. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. That's you sold me on it, so just let me know when you guys are growing. Okay. It, hey, listen to, listen to this. The first time we grew it uh, after we pheno hunted it, yeah, it tested it. I'm not even. I could pull it up right now, but and we maybe I'll post this sometime. But it tested it like 28% THC with a 4.2 terp. Wow. The first time. Wow. The first time. The first time. Mm. I'm like, that's insane. That's yeah. interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. So you guys also produce hash draws, then, yeah. So we we just. Uh, work with uh, with hash makers oh okay, okay cool yep, yep um and we've worked with a few different companies uh over the last few years um that have done some really good rosin for us mm-hmm. um we don't have current we don't have any out currently okay did you guys i had another question did you um enter anything into the cowboy cup this year 
No. Okay. Uh, I haven't done any competitions. Okay. It's just not like on my radar. I yeah. totally understand I that. that. It doesn't have to be on your radar. I just yeah. wanted to know if you if you were to like choose something yeah. into the competition, yeah. like it would be Galactic Warheads. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So hash. I mean, I know you said you don't produce hash, but even to have other people take your flower and turn it into you yep. know this beautiful concentrate. Yep. What's that that process been for you? And like how. Did you go about selecting yeah. who you wanted to touch your flower, especially like right after it's chopped, goes <laughs> right into, you know, like it's a very. You yeah. just want anyone to do it. Yeah, right? it's a very intimate process, I feel like. And it, I, I wouldn't want just anybody touching my flowers. So what's that process been like? And now that you guys have been in the hash game and, you know, patients have gotten to touch it and smoke it. You guys have gotten to smoke it. What's something that like you were expecting that you didn't expect or didn't know maybe? Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. Hmm. Wow. There's a lot to unpack on this one. Unpack it. We're ready. Um... So, like I said, we we also had a gas truffle pheno that was good for rosin. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we did a small batch the first time, and it was really good. Like, it did not perform well to the in the wash, mm -hmm. but it performed better in this press. Okay. So, it's like, you know, you guys know what that means? Like, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, mm -hmm. I didn't understand that at first. They were just yes. like... But this, explain it to someone yeah, listening. They were like, this one sucks. And yeah. I'm like, crap, this one sucks. And then they're like, two days later, like, oh, actually, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm like, well, what changed? They're like, well, when we washed it, the heads didn't really fall off that well or whatever. But when we pressed it, there was a lot of like juice in those heads specifically. I okay. guess that's the best way to probably yeah. sum it up. Yeah. Um so gas truffle was like our first, you know, our first foray into mm -hmm. the into the rosin world. And we wanted to do, if we were going to do any concentrates, we wanted to do rosin just because it's like the best representation of the flower. Yeah. Um, and then there was some different people using different companies to wash stuff at the time. And uh, we ended up with, uh, we ended up picking, if you guys remember this or not, hard-pressed organics. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. So they did a good job. A guy came down um, and like helped us pick a pheno and did the jar uh -huh. test. And that's why we picked him because yeah. they had his name was Henry, the guy that came down. He was a good dude. And he like he helped us out. Yeah. He was like really into it. He was the one doing the wash. He kind of explained it all to us. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. So we did a small little run for him. It went well. That company ended up dissolving. Mm -hmm. Okay. No longer around. So then we're like, well, who now who we're gonna use? Mm -hmm. So we did the process again. I get to I was like, okay, let's pick another one. Kind of the same thing. Good people who have a good reputation. It was country time mm -hmm. was the second one. Okay. And uh he did a good job for us. Okay. Yeah. And then the third one, he was no longer doing washes at the time. So then the third one was Royal Cold Melts. And they okay. took a ton of product for us and did a really good job and made those pins, those yeah, rosin pins. Because yeah, yeah. that's what okay. I, I that's where I wanted to get to. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to get into a rosin pin. The first few guys didn't have the rosin pins at the time, but Royal Royal did. Mm -hmm. So we're like, do that. Yeah. And that's we got those gas truffle rosin pins and they were so good. That's awesome. And that's pretty much the last one we well, no, I take that back. We did one with Evoke. Okay. The most recent one we did was with Evoke. Okay. And uh we had a buddy there that was working there named Austin. And yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. And he, um, 
he washed some grape pie for us. It did like 13% tea or a terps wow. on the raw. Wow. Yeah, it was okay. good. It flew. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to know you're working with some really cool brand. good dogs. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, you definitely, I mean, even prior to this, some of the conversations we have, but now getting to know you a little bit better over the past 30, 45 minutes, whatever, it's. You're definitely a man that does his research. <laughs> yes. And even to hear the companies that you've worked with, it's like not that one company's better than the other, but it's like as soon as you did one, you like leveled up to one more. And then, you know, and it's cool to see that you've done the research because, you know, oftentimes when people come from not a cannabis background and they've never touched it before, it people who have grown for a long time are like, well, they don't belong type thing. Yeah. But when people like yourself do the research and like day in, day out, you can learn a lot of knowledge in a year, a month, two months, a week, if you're constantly putting knowledge in your brain yeah. and being consistent. Like with how it. bad do you want yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like how bad do you want it? And like the way that you've spoken about everything, it definitely shows that you guys wanted it bad. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's the energy you put out there yeah. is the energy that you're getting in return. Yeah. yeah. So it's I, very cool. I really appreciate that you acknowledging that and saying that um there like i was mentioning earlier there's so many good people in mm -hmm. like the space that you right. may have not come from oklahoma yeah. but are older who have seen different markets and uh i don't know it's just like you know the su success is not limited right mm -hmm. so they're not seeing me as their competition i mean i, w I mean, what wasn't definitely wasn't yeah. even yeah. on their radar at the time but mm -hmm. like i mean i'm like you said hustling just like yeah. just gorging myself yeah. with as much but information people as can I like always respect a hustler yeah like there is always room for that yeah. especially one that knows his shit <laughs> yeah. and that is where like people can't judge no. it's like if you hustle yeah. and you are showing that and then you're coming out where you're at it's like i give it to your hustle i appreciate yeah. that and, yeah. th and those guys were like uh well-rooted the guys yeah. over there, Jay, Fresh Harvest, they're awesome. whoever, Charlie's even has like responded and told mm -hmm. me stuff. And yeah, um, yeah so you, I appreciate you guys saying that. Um, and, and now it's like, I don't even, in the beginning, I would kind of have like, when people would ask me how long I've been doing this, and it's like, well, I've only been doing it for a year, but I might say I've been doing it for three years or something yeah. like that. You know, just yeah. so I don't sound like a newbie, newbie. I know, now. I know. Uh, but now it's like, I don't even, it just is like, it's just what we do now. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. It's cool to hear. Uh huh. Have you guys had the chance to have any cool patient stories shared with you about your product or that you've gotten to experience in like the wild organically or something? Well, honestly, it's just like, uh, I probably don't, um, hold on to those uh like those wins or so so to speak very yeah, very well mean. yeah um but i can definitely recall getting messages on the dm from just unsolicited like how much they appreciated it or how much they enjoyed a specific flower from us mm -hmm. and i'm just like every time taken aback by that but because yeah. it's like dang they've of all the selections on the shelf mm -hmm. They chose ours and then enjoyed it enough to come to me directly and yes. tell me that. That's cool I know. Yeah. yeah that's so awesome. that, those are the good, like, if I'm going to try to uh, keep a win in my mind, those are what I try to think about. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, that's a good win. That's a hard win. It is. It's yeah. cool. It's like directly to you. It's like intimate. And then yep. you're like, wow, that's yep. why I'm yeah. doing this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, um, you know, I ha started off the podcast, like, I don't really recommend younger people smoke because i think that you're you got a young brain that's still developing but at the same time there are so many benefits to, to this yeah. plant mm -hmm. because think about all the people this is another stat that i just saw the other day i'm not i can't quote the stat verbatim but it was just 
detailing how many people have been able to get off opiates or alcohol and substitute it with cannabis. Yeah. That's what it's really, that's the beauty in it to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. it's kind of even like with yourself, like you were saying, you stopped drinking yeah. alcohol and you mm-hmm. dove into cannabis. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's, you know, you're here for that and you're here for other people who want that too. Yep. Yeah. And want a clean uh, experience that is like, they know what they're getting, know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk with compliance and thing the way that things have been <laughs> Deep recently. Deep breath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's obviously been a lot of stuff swirling. OBN just closed on the 31st. A lot of businesses went out. Um, there's just a lot happening and things are shifting and changing daily, weekly right now. And as a grower, a processor in, in itself, dispensary in itself, but like specifically growers, they're making it difficult, putting more stops. How do you guys stay on top of compliance in regards to everything else and still producing quality but like that's something that's really difficult and daunting for everyone in this industry because they're making it so difficult what are your thoughts on that how do you guys keep up and for someone listening what's a good like just piece of solid advice you'd like to give them good question Sam. yeah as we're sitting here on the eve of that that day (laughs) you know it was uh it was challenging for sure. Um, and like you're, you were asking earlier, Brandon, is the, like, where there's only three of us, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the brother-in-laws is uh, actually gone away right now doing a, a job that he went to college for. And okay. so right now it's just me and the other brother-in-law. Okay. And then we hire out stuff, you know, as we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so it is even more daunting whenever there's only a couple of people yeah. at, at the helm that mm-hmm. have to get through all those hoops, right? Mm-hmm. For you, and you trust them to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And well, it's usually it's me. But what I did this time around was with with the ob with the looming OBN deadline, right? Mm-hmm. That was the one thing. It's this like the COO. You have to have the COO. Yeah, your that's certificate a big thing. That is a big right? thing. Yeah. So I hired a consultant to help us get all those packages put together, mm-hmm. and that was like maybe didn't have the money just to spend on that right there at the mm-hmm. time, but did it anyways and have thought that I was like, I've rested easy with that decision because yeah. it's like, it, it got us through to the dead money well spent. Right. Yeah. Um, so my advice to anybody, I know not, not everybody has the means to do it, but, um, just go out and find somebody that even if you are just hitting them up for information, you know, Go and try to provide value to that person mm-hmm. in any sort of way that it could be, yeah. and try to get that inform. Try to understand how to get through mm-hmm. what we're all going through because no one really know. I don't think anyone really knows no. what's going on. I no. mean, like even us, like there's still a lot of uncertainty, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that I've had to really battle is letting the things that you can't, I can't control, mm-hmm. not affect the day to day. Yeah. So just operate what you can operate Mm -hmm. and control the controllables, you know, and let the chips fall where they may. And so that's, I mean, that's where we're at at the moment. We've, I did everything I could do to Mm -hmm. get get through that deadline and we'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying that we're like perfectly in line. I know. I know what you mean. I mean, it's real. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know. It's tough. It's a, it's a challenge. It's a whole nother Mm -hmm layer to an already challenging uh 
yeah. business or I, and I feel like industry. this and correct me if I'm wrong, but this was the biggest wave of people. It seems that way. It mm-hmm. and it's it's sad. I mean, I've heard yeah. I've heard a lot of mixed, you know. Yep. But at the end of the day, a lot like a lot of these people, this was their livelihood. This was their hard earned money business, yep. you know. So be that what it may Mm -hmm. it there's you know it's just it's a very sensitive subject and it's just crazy to see how many like i feel like this is going to shift the industry this is a big pivot and so it's it's going to be interesting to see where the industry goes from here indeed what stop more stops they put or don't put and just kind of like even for growers and processors what that looks like in regards to sales yeah indeed right exactly you know, like because if you don't have to battle as many people right and i, I hate to use the word battle but yeah. it is a company yeah. it's a very competitive it market. Is, it your is competitors competitive are market. being weeded out yeah, yeah. exactly and so I, I i'm wondering what that looks like for our future state yeah. and you know for the for the people that did make it were able to make it how that affects them. Right. So I know. It'll, I'm, it, it'll be very interesting I'm wondering the same, same thing. Uh, it, you know, it, you get into a little bit of speculation at that point, but like, okay, oh, from where we stand, are we, we probably don't have enough uh, flour to satisfy demand mm-hmm. if that is the case. So yeah. how do we go? And at this point now we get to maybe go and find how, how to raise some money to add some flour rooms. Yeah. And Cause let's say another, rec, rec goes, you know, yeah. Rex back on the ballot and it, it goes legal next year, it, or early next year, or exactly. what, however that may be. I don't know when voting happens, right. but you know, like 2026, let's, or something like let's that. see, let's say it happens. How are you going to keep up with that demand? Yeah. Because you're next to the state line. Yes, so you're indeed. in a prime location. <laughs> and so. that may or may not have been some of the inspiration yeah. to why we were getting into it when yeah. we did because yeah. we were geographically located in a mm-hmm. place that could be really advantageous. However, yeah. in the last... Supply and demand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's almost like... Uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, like almost... Ha- I, maybe your penance, if that's the right word. Having to... Uh, survive the last three years of this market being two hours away from even your first client or whatever, yeah. your, especially yeah. let's say your good client, big clients. Yeah. So like, if we do get to rec and we make it as Springfed Farms to re- the rec line, yeah. I know that we earned what we got. Yeah, because yeah, you did. Yeah. I, there is a big opportunity to be yeah. had on the southern border of the state. It's just what it yes. is, what it is. Huge. You know, like mm-hmm. like it, love it, hate it, doesn't matter. That's the facts. Yeah, yeah. and you will seize that opportunity. And yeah. Yes, ma'am. And so my father-in-law, he has some uh, property along the border. He's that's kind of he's a real estate guy. Okay. So he's he's always been picking like picking nice. these up because he's from there yeah. he knows he knows he what's knows, going he on he knows what it well, is good for him yeah, yeah. he's so smart man maybe maybe if uh that does become a reality we, we'll have a dispensary on the on very the oklahoma cool. state border oh yeah that'd be a good look yeah. a very good look <laughs> it'll be yeah that's awesome i love to see you guys hustling and moving and grooving and just you know it's cool to see companies grow and and shine and just see where they started from pouring pouring mud yeah exactly to, you know now you're like here with us and yep. even just like the flower you're growing the strains you have it's all very well curated and it's cool to see and i hope you're proud of yourself every day because you're fucking doing it <laughs> oh thank I, you i appreciate cool. that that's i'm gonna have to listen to this podcast maybe to keep in that frame of mind because it doesn't to. always feel like that it yeah. just not. daily just turn yeah. on <laughs> episode number keep 205 this <laughs> keep this one on repeat yeah it that's is awesome. yeah it is a, it is a, it is a challenge for sure yeah but you're doing it so kudos to you guys so if you could go back and tell your younger self anything what would you say 
Anything about anything. Yeah, really. Maybe at like a time you needed it that you didn't hear or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I listened to some episodes on the way up here, and this was a question that had been posed, and I was like, man, what am I going to say when they <laughs> ask me that? Luke, it's uh, funny you've listened to that. <laughs> you knew we were I not. know. Sometimes we don't even ask that question, uh, so it's funny. Nice, nice. I was, was uh, glad you thought about it. Just got to get you into your inner child <laughs> feeling. Yeah. I don't know. So there's this Matthew McConaughey quote that was in his book. Um, oh, Christian Christian book. Yes. We love that book. Hold on. Oh Did God. you listen to the audiobook? Of course. Oh, so good. Multiple, multiple times. times. It is so, so good. good. Yes. Anyone who like mentions Matthew McConaughey in his book, I'm like, do not tell me you read the paper version, right? No. Because it is so Did good. Did you on talk audio. in his voice for like a couple, like a couple hours after the, each time? You <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's like you could fall asleep. It's like he's tucking you in yeah. when, you, when he when he tells stories. When he is so good. Talking mm-hmm. about playing the bongos naked in Austin. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, getting thrown in jail. Yeah, yeah. I he's love got it. some good stories. Yeah. He, does. he does, but. One of the things he says is like, who's your hero? My hero is me 10 years from now. Yeah. And so like we have definitely made it from a certain level to where we're at now. I'm not, I don't know if that's one level up or two levels up. Um, it, I don't even know how to equate that, but I just would tell myself like, trust yourself and what you're doing mm-hmm. because you can't like the work is going to pay off at some point. The work will pay off. If you do the work, the work will pay off. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's like kind of how I've just been thinking about things here recently is like if because of regulations we do fail or whatever, because mm-hmm. that's a possibility. I yeah. mean, like if, if I make a misstep, like on mm-hmm. whatever, you it could happen. Mm-hmm. Now we're praying that doesn't happen. Um, but if if I can look back and say like I know for a fact we did not leave any – Thing on the table to be done like there was no leaf left unturned I can be happy with that mm-hmm. but it's hard to kind of think about that in the moment you yeah. know what I mean like mm-hmm. when you're really up against it and you don't yeah. think, know if you're gonna make it it's uh it's something that you, you have to it, like I said at the very beginning it's taught me a lot about myself what mm-hmm. I'm what am I able to endure yeah so. Yeah. I don't know if that answers the question. It probably doesn't really. Know <laughs> That's okay. No, I think the, I think like the hero thing in yeah. a sense because mm-hmm. I mean you are yourself. You know, ten yeah. years yeah. later, whatever, yeah. and like where you're at and mm-hmm. what you. I mean, you were kind of explaining it that way. Yeah. So like, I see where you were wrapping it up. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, Lucas, what is a stigma that you would like to see changed revolving cannabis? Um, that people who use cannabis are lazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come you have on. proved that you are not lazy. <laughs> You're a straight so, hustler, Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> come up with a new one and Pro- you're yeah. try to come at me Pro- with that. that wrong right there. <laughs> I know. I mean, real shit. For real. Living mean, proof. Yeah, exactly. Y'all are in it. I mean, think about every one of the people that have came to the show or that we admire or we like their brand. Like, they're using cannabis as well. And right. You, they're not getting to where they're at by being lazy. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah, great point. Well said. Well, Lucas, I think this wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share about you, your passions, and just everything. It was such a pleasure to get to know you more. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, and thank you so much to everyone who tuned in to today's episode. Thank you, Lucas, for taking time to drive from the Red River all the way to over here. Yes, and for those wanting to follow Springfed Farms journey and see their beautiful flower, check out on Instagram. It's at spring.fed.farms 
And to all of you who tuned in today's episode, we are super grateful. Please stay tuned for next week. And as always, Sob, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.